This U.S. Sun exclusive with writer Chris Eberhardt is brought to you by Squatching.com and made possible by listeners like you. Check us out on Venmo at Bigfoot UFO. And now a UFO exclusive story with writer Chris Eberhardt of the U.S. Sun. All Things Unexplained. Hosted by... Dr. Mounts? Let's face it, we were always ready to roll without him anyway. <laughs> CJ Derringer? Ain't nobody perfect, right? And Smitty Neves? I've never planned out hardly anything my whole life. I just free ball. Featuring Cajun Man. I'm just old nobody, somebody looking for somebody. All right, this is Dr. Mouse with All Things Unexplained. I am happy to have Christopher Eberhardt with me from the U.S. Sun. Christopher, thanks for joining me for a brief chat today. Thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Great. So you wrote an article recently, June 28, 2022. It was titled War of the Worlds, Air Force Regularly Fires at UFOs and War Zones. Service member reveals after military's 11 near misses bombshell. How did this kind of come about for you, this article? Well, we've been looking into this ever since, uh, you know, I'm sure you've heard of uh, Jeremy Corbell. He was uh, the only civilian named uh, in the congressional hearing. Yes. And uh, he and I have been going back and forth and talking about this, especially after um, uh, Bray testified that they don't fire upon them. They don't make any sort of, uh, they don't reach out to them. And Corbo was just texting me. He goes, that's not true. Uh, so we've been digging and digging. Finally, we got um, a service member uh, from the Air Force, uh, active duty, with knowledge of, of these incidents. And he told me outright, yes, the U.S. Air Force has fired at, at close to UAP, but UFOs. Right. And I'm speaking with Christopher Eberhardt from the U.S. Sun, and we respect that this is sensitive information, and you may have to kind of plead the fifth on some questions, but I did, for our listeners, want to run over some questions with you, and hopefully we can have you back on the show in the near future to uh, go over some of your uh, other work and, and this subject matter. Do you know, as far as you can tell, have we ever shot down a UAP? Uh, that I don't know. We didn't get into, we didn't talk about that, so I can't answer that for sure. Right. Did they give any inclination about what type of wes- weapon systems or, or missiles that we might have deployed on UAPs? No, like, so, uh, and again, I, I apologize for this, but some of the stuff um, either we didn't talk about or the service members can't talk about just very highly restricted service, uh, you know, highly sensitive information. So I apologize for some of the, uh, the note here no that's that's quite all right you know um as you mentioned that in the recent ufo congressional hearing they really kind of it seemed like tried to lay the blame for a lot of these encounters on drones and drone right. technology and of course they saved a lot for closed session but even then they insinuate this is drone 
technology, but recently NASA has announced they're going to start studying UAPs. You know, does that make sense that NASA would begin a study of UFOs, but, no, but it's drones? Not to me. I, you know, it, NASA's not putting, uh, you know, what was it, $100,000 and, you know, almost a whole year into this kind of a project. If they didn't see it as something, uh, Congress is not going to uh, have congressional hearings, uh, sign bills, uh, that they don't think that this is serious. This is something to be looking into. And just to touch on the drone uh, topic, maybe it is a drone. Maybe uh, by a literal definition, it's an unmanned. Who knows? We don't know. But it's just an interesting that they use that word. But meanwhile, actions speak louder than words, I think, in this case, when NASA is involved, when Congress is involved. Right. And, you know, I have seen that service members report that there is a lack of ability to, when they report these encounters, to file them appropriately, and they end up having drone, for example, as the only option for them to mark as what their encounter was. Right. There's no classification in terms of, sorry about that, there's no classification, uh, and then it's also just put it down as a drone or something like that. And so that's another interesting, you know, will there be new classifications? Um you know, there's, there's a Senate bill that just passed uh, one of the committees that specifically will allow, um, you know, let me read this real quick, uh, it's, it's going to allow increase in transparency and promote efforts to reform declassification process, um, and it's also going to enhance oversight and collection on reporting on UAP. Uh, so hopefully this will give maybe whistleblowers a chance to come forward without some sort of repercussions or, you know, uh, give them some impunity and some protections, and we'll get more information, and uh, we'll get more stories. And once you get more stories, you'll start seeing stories that you know corroborate each other. Oh, I, absolutely, I think so. And when you were speaking with your sources, did you get a sense, or did they have the chance to reveal what are reasons that we have fired on UAPs? No, unfortunately can't answer that one i'm sorry right and i understand and so you probably um, didn't get a sense for if the uaps had any particular reaction to being fired on no i didn't um but one um if we could just go back not in this particular instance because again i can't we he didn't talk about the case i couldn't talk about the case anyway but the one that's been very that was shown during the congressional year the one of 2019 off of California. Yes. You can kind of see how that how that can kind of show some of the capabilities where it seems to vanish into the water. Uh, those kind of capabilities I think are interesting and maybe that's what kind of spooks again, these are this is just my own theories that that spooks some of, you know, uh, either the Air Force or any sort of military branch. And I don't know if any other military branches have had involvement. Um, uh, you know, we've, we've heard anecdotes, you've read stories where other, you know, the Navy might be involved, especially since, you know, in that one particular instance, but, um, uh, this particular service member from the Air Force, so that's all I can speak on. Right, and, and at All Things Unexplained, we've been wondering for a while now that everything we've been seeing with the congressional hearing and the admission of the Corbell videos, they've, they've all involved the Navy, Right. And and here we have the Navy right. admitting this thing. These things, my goodness, what might the Air Force have to reveal? Yeah, and I think that's that's 
the important part is that this is a, somebody at active duty that's from a different branch than we've heard from before. And I think this is how, unfortunately, it's going to be slow. We're going to get drips and drabs of information coming out. And who knows? Maybe we get somebody seeing something on a boat or, you know, but I think we're just going to get small pieces until they feel like they can be protected um, in order to speak up. Right. And I want to reiterate, and by the way, this is Dr. Mounts with All Things Unexplained, speaking with Christopher Eberhardt from the U.S. Sun with an exclusive on uh, UFO story from Air Force uh, personnel. And I want to reiterate something. We had sources tell us, Navy sources tell us, for, the, for those who did not catch it on a previous episode, but we had Navy sources tell us, and quite reluctantly, you know, they were, they were very timid about even speaking of this, that every time we encountered UAPs, and it was a lot, our electronic systems went completely offline, and it was their job to help get us back online that we were terrified that we're being hacked, there's nothing we can do about it, that they could assume control of our systems, and there's nothing we could do about it. And he even revealed that there have been fatalities in some of these UAP encounters. And that, and that's, that in itself is fascinating. I mean, you know, we, we can talk about the... <laughs> Uh, the, the famous case in, uh, I think it was in 47, where the, the nukes appears to, that nuclear site appears to go on and off. Um, there's a Harvard professor, um, uh, Avi Loeb, uh, that was theorizing that, you know, can the UAPs or any of this technology impact um, AI systems? So there's a lot of theories right now. And then I think that's leading to a lot of this uh, this, this search, this, this research now. And the, the more like NASA's involved, Congress is involved, the more um, uh, that you're seeing this legitimize um, people's what they're seeing, what they're hearing. And I think more people will start coming forward and hopefully we'll get more reporting on this. And this could be the destigmatization of this whole uh, phenomenon. Right. Now, you mentioned in your article, War of the Worlds in the U.S. Sun, that Russia has also fired on UAPs. Are you aware of any other countries that we know of besides Russia that, that have had these uh, hostile encounters? Uh, no. Uh, speaking with Jeremy Corbell, uh, he and I have been in pretty constant contact over the last you know few months. Um, and he's, he's got a lot of documentation. Uh, unfortunately, he can't say where or what, but um, he, he specifically mentioned Russia. Um, he didn't specifically say other countries, but... What was interesting, I think, too, is that Russia and the U.S. fired upon possibly, again, possibly the same UAP. So it's showing that it's not from, it's not us, it's not an enemy craft. We don't know what it is. And apparently multiple countries are perceiving the same thing as a threat. Right. And this is Dr. Mouse. I'm speaking with Christopher Eberhardt from the U.S. Sun. And, of course, like you said, the implication from us and other countries firing on UAPs is that, okay, this must not be their technology. This must not be Russian technology, for example, if they are firing on it, because that does not make any sense, of course. Right, and, and, and the capabilities that it's showing, it's going so, the way that, how, how fast it can move, um, the maneuvers that it can do, um, the fact that it can uh, appear to 
go into the water. It can, you know, tra uh, traverse air, space, water without any sort of, um, like, a sonic boom, splash. Um, again, this is what it appears like in some of the videos that we've caught. And I think those capabilities are fascinating. Right. And that's one thing I wanted to ask you about, Chris. This seems like a contradiction to me, and this was not brought up in the UFO congressional hearing. We have military personnel who tell us that these craft are defying the laws of physics. Now, let's think about that for a second. They're defying the laws of physics. And then we have, you know, uh, brass at the UFO congressional hearing telling us that or insinuating this is drone technology. But based on what the talks you've had, doesn't define the law of physics automatically rule out drone technology? Uh, uh, maybe in the typical sense of drone, like when you're thinking of a drone, yeah, it can't do this kind of, it can't do these kind of maneuvers. It can't hover in the air um, at 21,000 feet for four plus hours. It, it just can't do it. Um, most of the drones that we know of. So again, what is the military's definition of drone? And I, I, I just think that a lot of, they didn't answer a lot of the questions that were asked or they would say, oh, we'll discuss that, you know, behind closed doors. And I want to know what was discussed behind closed doors. Right. I feel like they're actually doing an age old trick. They're starting to flood us with this new jargon. Right. Um, UFO is not UFO anymore. It's UAP. Right. And maybe UAP and UAP is the next thing you know, that is going to be synonymous with drone. And um, I'm afraid that that's what's slowly starting to happen here, too. Can you tell us, and I know this is doubtful, but I, I need to ask this just to, to get it in, in out there. You mentioned in your article that we have fired on UAPs in, in war zones. Can you tell us any, any areas, specific geographic regions that we have had um, these hostile encounters? I can't say specifically where, but I can say that it was an active war zone. Right. Thank you. So that, that's as far as I can go. I'm sorry. No, I understand. And, and that's another thing talking about jargon. You know, in the UFO congressional hearing, I, I wondered if you had noticed this type of doublespeak that they were doing. For example, do we have a craft in our possession? If we recovered crashed UFOs and they said, no, we, we here in our department do, do not have any craft. Well, that doesn't mean the Army doesn't, right? <laughs> right. And I, I, I think that point is interesting. And again, this is just me thinking out loud. Uh, I don't know if they do. Uh, I don't think they would ever tell us if they did. But, I, you know, what would be interesting is if we did or if another country did have some of this can they reverse engineer it and pull some of this technology uh, that we can use on our own craft? You know, can this be almost like a secret arms race? I, I don't know. Uh, I'm just, uh, it's just me thinking out loud that this is, you know, the stuff they can do. And if somebody had got a hold of it and can reverse engineer it and we'll can let, use it, we'll let fascinating. The, yes, we'll let absolutely. Um, and do you know, like, I've always been led to believe, based on our own military experts and things that knowledge I have accumulated, that let's say 
you, Chris Eberhardt, were flying an airplane over restricted airspace, let's say Area 51, and you refused to communicate with the military there, it's always been my understanding that, okay, you can be shot down. Do you know if there have been, or if our pilots or military personnel on submarines, on aircraft carriers, etc., do they have any protocols that you know of for engaging UAPs? Um, not that I know of. I don't know that. Yes or no, I, I don't know. But, you know, remember, according to uh, the congressional hearing, uh, they, they don't communicate with them. Of course they don't, right? Right. <laughs> Same way that they don't fire upon them. Exactly. But yet, the, you know, that's that double speed that could mean anything, right? Like, it, it could still right. be true. If we have fired on them, well, that, that could still be true based on the way they have phrased what the, their um, statements. So when it was so interesting to me in your article in the U.S. Sun, uh, an exclusive from Christopher Eberhardt, breaking UFO news that we've been firing on UAPs possibly for quite a while now, that other countries are involved in this. And our military expert and, and us and other guests of the show have been wondering this for quite a while now. Could we have, you know, it, it's not unusual for the military to put tests into place in real-world situations, but to put up a red light, for example, before any sort of hostile situations happen, or let's say anybody gets hurt, for example, could, could we be seeing such, in your opinion, such a covert operation that even our own branches of the military are completely in the dark to the point they're attempting to engage in the, with them? I don't even that's a good question, and and I really don't want to speculate because I, I I don't know and I don't have anything to base my speculation off of at this point. Uh, I'm just trying to go off of you know very straight facts without trying to make it any more sensational than it is. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to just keep it down the middle, and if I have something that might inform an opinion, I can, but um, not this one. I don't know. Right, I understand. And what, what do you make of NASA getting involved? You know, like you said, you brought up NASA, and they've you mentioned how they have devoted $100,000 of their budget to studying UFOs, although they won't call them UFOs. If you look at their press release, they don't use the the acronym UFO anywhere in the release. They only use UAP, so it appears they've adopted the military or government uh, lingo for UFOs now as UAPs. But $100,000 is actually... 0.004% of their total budget, which is around approximately $24 billion. Um, you know, what, what do you think uh, that we are to make of the NASA study? Um, what the, what's going to come out of it at the end of, uh, I forgot how long it is, eight months, nine months. Uh, what's going to come out of it? I don't know. But just the fact that NASA is involved, I think at this point, I think, is further legitimizing people's reports, uh, what people are seeing. And it further legitimizes the conversations that we're having in the media that Congress just had, um, that, you know, stuff should be baked into, you know, bills that hit the Senate floor. And I just think this is just further legitimizing everything that we're talking about. Right. And that's been talked about for decades. 
Oh, absolutely. This is Dr. Mounts with All Things Unexplained. I'm speaking with Chris Eberhardt from the U.S. Sun. Chris, you were telling me about some exciting new stories that you've got breaking here soon. We'll be, uh, I have a story likely over the weekend, um, you know, a nice July 4th uh, weekend story about some of these capabilities that we were just talking about, the, the, the ability, this transmedium ability, which is big. And um, in this bill that I referenced earlier um, that just passed one of the Senate committees, um, it specifically now says undersea phenomena. And that's an interesting one. It's one of the first times I've seen it in a congressional bill. Uh, it's the first time I've really seen it referenced officially. And I think it gives more credibility to this um, to that 2019 incident off of California where this object, whatever it is, a drone, an unmanned thing, whatever it was, appeared in the videos to just vanish into the water, no splash, nothing. And uh, it appeared to just defy physics. So that'll be the next story. I talked to Jeremy Corbell, who uh, gives me his uh, insight on that story. So uh, hopefully that story, uh, hopefully you like that one too. Oh, absolutely. I know our listeners will want to check that out. And I'm so glad you mentioned the uh, water medium. If, if you remember, I want to play a little clip real quick for you about uh, our uh, response at the UFO congressional hearing when asked about UAPs and underwater. And let's see, I think I've got a clip here. This was their response. So some of that, I think, sir, will save for closed session. Whoops. Yeah, we just... <laughs> Right. And, and that's kind of piques your curiosity, right? Right. And, and, and that's what's fascinating. But the fact that it's literally, that's it, for word for word, undersea phenomena included in an official congressional bill, uh, it's, I, I, it, it gives credibility. Again, it's all about credibility, I think, at this point, where we should have been having this conversation decades ago. We're having it now. Uh, and I think we're just at the start. And we're going to get more over you know, the next 10, 20 years. Right. Have you got a place on Twitter people can check you out? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Chris Eberhart 48 um, That's my Twitter page. Um, you know, anybody's got tips, uh, you know, anything that they want to see, anything that should be looked at, you know, um, DM me, uh, tweet at me, uh, follow me, and uh, I'll, I'll hit you back. Great. Well, this is Dr. Mouse. I've been joined by Christopher Eberhart with the U.S. Sun. Uh, talking to us a little bit about UFOs. Please check out his article, War of the Worlds, Air Force regularly fires at UFOs in war zones. Service member reveals after military's 11 near misses. Bombshell came out June 28th, and he's got some big, big news stuff coming out, I believe, this Friday, right, Chris? Uh, it'd be uh, either Saturday or Sunday, please. Okay, coming out this weekend. We're all going to check that out. We appreciate you. Our listeners appreciate appreciate you and appreciate what you're doing and, and what you're doing to bring all this to the light thank you so much thank you so much for having me it was a, it was a blast man thank uh, you great safe travels my friend and we hope to have you on again very soon all right all right you're the man Talk yes to sir you. thank you you've been listening to all things unexplained if you liked this podcast please do give us a five-star rating and leave us a review. If you would like to hear more All Things Unexplained, be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts.
Our show depends on the support of listeners like you. Find us on Venmo under the business accounts. Just look for at Bigfoot UFO. Additionally, you can support us at buymeacoffee.com backslash unexplained. If you can't get enough of us, go ahead and check us out at allthings-unexplained.com. A special thanks to our producer, director, sound mixer, editor, and the man who wears far too many hats. No, seriously, he wears a lot of hats, Dr. Tim Mounts. Without you, we couldn't keep the lights on. Thanks for listening to All Things Unexplained.